Hey guys, so I just want to quickly talk to you about Gamefly. Now, if you haven't heard about Gamefly before, it's an online store where you can get games, movies, and so much more, all up to the latest releases. I'm talking things like Birds of Prey, Terminator, Star Wars, Knives Out, and as we recently reviewed, Bloodshot even. So even if you want to hit up some bad movies as well as amazing movies like Parasite, you can do that all from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go to any stores, it's all online. And that includes game releases too, all the latest games that you could think of on any platform. All the best games right at your fingertips, as well as movies. Now being part of the Robots Radio family means that you get some pretty special perks that a lot of other people don't get. Such as, with Gamefly, if you pay just $10, you'll get a 60-day subscription. That's 30 days for free. So what we've done is we've included the link in the show notes, so just go to that link, you don't have to enter anything, you don't have to do anything else, and you'll get your 60 days only for $10. That's all the newest movies, all the newest game releases, just for $10 for 60 days. Now that's pretty spectacular, and so are you. So as we say, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Go visit Gamefly and have the best time on us. Robots Radio presents... Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey... I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with Mom and Grandma Catherine? What? You slept with Dad? All right. Which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, Major Loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The pebble after which a movie is named, but doesn't actually contribute anything to the plot. <laughs> that's Chad Eckowitz. And that's Simone the Rue with the most apt description of a movie <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Good lord. Okay. I mean, yeah, well, well we're going straight into it, I guess. So what are we doing this week, then, Simone? <laughs> so this week, uh, last week we did kind of a deep dive into movies from my childhood. Uh, and this week we're doing a deep dive into movies from your childhood. Um, so we're doing fantastically the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers <laughs> from '95, I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we are also doing the Pebble and the Penguin, which you had forgotten about until yes. your mom told you about it or like reminded mm-hmm. you that you watched it. And I think we're about to go into exactly why you'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> It was, I think it's more of a a safety mechanism than just, you know, life gets the better of you. This, uh, wow. Yowza. Because I mean, you, you seem to be relatively excited about it too when we, when we first mentioned it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it wasn't such a big part of your childhood, but you had seen it. Yeah. I felt like I had. I I don't. Yeah. And then I started watching it. I was like, oh, I recognize none of these songs did mm-hmm. like did it start coming back to you when you started watching it it did it did especially like the evil penguin drake he uh, uh he came back hard and strong voiced by your boy yeah tim peter curry. curry tim curry not peter curry who's that guy who's peter curry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah by by tim curry doing a fantastic american accent if there ever was one <laughs> Ooh, we'll 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 get into it. But I wanted to ask you, how what is it reflected in who I am? These two movies, Do you definitely feel... the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pebble and the Penguin. I think not so much. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, yes, I definitely see some of Hubie's characteristics. <laughs> yeah, I would feel really emasculated immediately by one <laughs> sentence and horrified. <laughs> No, luckily not. 
So, I mean, I know, I, I think I know which way you would want to do this just because of how you, diametrically opposed decide? these films this time okay just yes, uh, let's do for that one person that cares about the rules who has been <laughs> fuming the last couple of weeks yeah yeah uh let's do it especially since justice and order has come back to the world a little bit, a little uh, bit. which i think we'll we'll speak about later in the podcast yeah. but uh but yeah let's let's return to the, to the law and order um what are you drinking this week I, um, the weather this weekend was garbage, which is so fun for mm. November where it's supposed to be oh, hot yeah. and beautiful. So I'm pretending mm. it was warm and drinking a crisp white wine. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I can see the, the ice blocks mm. in there. You're really summering it up. Mm-hmm. Getting in that summer As vibe. I wear a sweater with a polar neck underneath. <laughs> it's summer, damn it. It is summer. <laughs> Cape Town weather. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotta love it. And what are you drinking? This week, I, I just was looking through the local supermarché, uh, and I found a delightful-looking beer called the Golden Torch. It's a oh. session pale ale. It's like this... Um, Golden Torch, I think, is the, the brewery, and this is their, like, um, their, their partying, going out oh. <laughs> uh, line of beers. So there's, like, a, a sesh pale ale, and then there's, like, a, a, a rave pale ale, oh. which is I which can't is really imagine ironic. going to a rave and being like, you know what I want at this rave? A pale ale. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely not the drink of one who goes to a rave, right? Like... It's too heavy. It's Mm-mm. too bubbly. Like, no. No, it's not a fun time. No, no, no. But it is actually quite a delicious beer. And um, it's just like a really fun bottle. I yeah, just appreciate it's, it's the bottle. Yeah, it's a great design. Mm. Uh, it's 3.9. So I think you win. I definitely win. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm fine with because I would much rather spend a majority of the time talking, talking about, about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. And just, you know, let's let's get through this tough bit. Let's get okay. through Pebble and the Penguin. And then we can move on to some... Hey, Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, mm-hmm. just expand your mind. Now, okay. we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this worldwide web, <laughs> where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh. Uh, and all you have to do is, ex- in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month what would you say to that you mean that i don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend not at all they will do this for you this company this magical place that creates this crate of loot a loot crate even (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money how magical is that that sounds too magical and what if i added to the deal what if i were a proper salesman and i said to you if you entered a special code you could get 15 percent off on any of these loot crates that you so wished well i'd have to know what this code is right so this is not just for you this is not just a secret between you and me this is for our listeners as well if you go to loot crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code robots radio you'll get 15 percent off any of your purchases 50 percent off all your loot crates all you have to do is go to the code in our show notes enter the code robots radio and you'll get that 15% off that sounds amazing guys why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you so guys go to that link enter that code thank you goodbye we love you bye in a world where solid state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta people never stop loving atomic powered everything 
A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Backflip kung fu action. God, okay. <laughs> the pebble and the penguin. As a lot of people know about penguins, uh, penguins go up and down the beach looking for the perfect pebble, and they present this pebble to their mate, and if their mate likes it, then they're together forever. As you know, penguins mate for life. Hubie, voiced by Martin Short, uh, is desperate to win the affections of Marina, voiced by Annie Golden. Uh, he wanders up and down the beach looking for the perfect pebble, but he's kind of like a nerd, and he's not like the other penguins, so he doesn't even think Marina will like him. Spoilers, she does like him. And he eventually makes a wish on a star, and the star sends down this perfect green, I think it's a gemstone, I don't think it's a pebble at that point. I thought it was just a radiated piece of rock that was going to give all this pebble population cancer. Kryptonite, I think. <laughs> but before Hubie can give Marina his pebble, Drake, the baddie, played by Tim Curry, fights Hubie and pushes him off a cliff into the ocean below. Hubie survives, but is picked up by a ship that steals penguins to sell to zoos. Uh, while he's on the ship, he meets Rocco, played by Jim Belushi. Uh, he and Rocco manage to escape the ship, but end up 3,000 miles away from Antarctica and have to get back. Uh, throughout the journey, Hubie and Rocco form an unlikely friendship, because Rocco is very grumpy and Hubie, Hubie is very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they both get back to the North Pole. Hubie thinks Rocco is dead, but he's got the confidence not to fight Drake. He fights, Dra he fights Drake. It seems pretty needless, because Marina wants to be with him anyway, but Drake's a really sore <laughs> loser. And he wins, and he and Marina get to be together with their pebble. And that's the story. <laughs> what's uh, what's your cliffhanger? The cliffhanger's gotta be this one. You, you're saying you want to marry him? I do. How could you possibly choose a wimp like Hubie over a hug like Drake? Hubie's a sweetheart. He's generous and kind, and he's always thoughtful of others. And <sighs> the dialogue in this is so painful, and oh, also. Man. Marina's bar is so low. She's just like, <laughs> he's nice to people. Girl. Yeah. 
but like let's be let's be fair marina marina is setting the example of i guess most women in the fact that the bar is so low oh god like ladies which is which is in itself heartbreaking guys a guy being nice is the bare minimum yeah exactly and even then if he says he's a nice guy you you know he ain't come on if, if he has to identify that no Hubie does, like, this whole song about how he's not like other penguins because he thinks about the universe sometimes and he's not interested (laughs) in getting married like all the other penguins. But that's, like, really undercut by the fact that he's talking to the girl that he desperately wants to marry or Mm -hmm. mate with. Actually, they say mate a lot in this. And they're like, oh, Hubie has to be back in 10 days before the mating ceremony, which is very interesting for a child's movie. Yeah, they they really like to interchange mate and marrying for, like, Mm. whenever they, they, like, Mm. whenever it kind of suits them like i think at some point a executive director or someone came in and was like wait guys this is a kids movie we cannot say mate this much we need to say marry and, like, and those were the yeah and and they were just like but we've already we've already done the lines i don't want to speak to jim belushi again i really fucking don't <laughs> can we just put this out Please. there and then just see what happens so apparently the producer and co-director don bluth mm-hmm. he hated this result so much after the production was wrapped up that right. they demanded to go uncredited. Wow. Okay. Damn. That is that is pretty heavy. Look, apparently like halfway through the studio came in and, you know, like they pulled a suicide squad. They wanted a bunch mm-hmm. of rewrites, they wanted characters taken out, they wanted scenes taken out, they wanted re-do- reanimations done. So Ugh. that explains why this movie is very choppy and very lacking. Mhm. What did you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going into something there. I thought you were, okay. Um, I do not, I, I, oh, it is chaos. Um, you know, like with the, uh, very much like with um, Swan Princess, it's it's drawn in that old fashion and it's got like mm-hmm. the painting and it's all that kind of vibe. But there is just so much going on all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's, you know, you've got fighting with sea lions and there's this fighting with orcas. And then you've got fighting between penguins. And it's all very, oh, it's just visually. Like, I don't understand yeah. how kids didn't feel incredibly, like, anxious and overwhelmed. They also made some very specific visual choices. Like, mm-hmm. the way Hubie is drawn is very strange. Like, mm. Mm. I mean, all of the penguins have hands at the end of their flippers, which is upsetting yeah. the more you look at it. <laughs> With Hubie, they decided to make him really round, but then like a not cute, because he's not yeah. cute. He has a man's no. voice, but they give him these round cheeks and these long eyelashes and this chubby little yeah. body. Um, and it somehow makes him unendearing because he's just, well, he's ruthlessly annoying, but yeah. like, yeah. You're like, okay, so this is definitely, like, a grown-ass male character. This is not supposed to be a little Mm -hmm. boy. But then why does he look like that like a child yeah yeah and 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 he he pretends like he's got this like weird innocence and then he's just like needlessly aggressive at points and there's just no character direction with this guy and i mean maybe it's just sort of my 2020 sensibilities Mm -hmm. but as soon as i hear someone describe someone else as that as my girl i'm already (laughs) just like i'm very anti you you don't get mm, no he honestly it it creeps me out a little bit because like he flip-flops so much it just sounds like his character is like kind of just trying to reflect what he thinks he's supposed to be like in a given moment Mm -hmm. and like you know his like little stutter and stuff comes off it comes and goes so often that it's actually pretty (laughs) 
insincere. <laughs> and it just, it seems like some psychopath pretending to be a shy <laughs> penguin. Yes. And yes. it's terrifying. Yeah, you know this guy. If he doesn't like the baby that him and Marina produce, he's going to eat gonna it. He's going to drown Without it. question. Mm-hmm. He, oh, that's it. Like, without question. And he's going to force her to make him another one. And it's just, yeah, it's, ooh, just... Everything about it, it's just it just screams like this horrible yeah. like rape culture as well. Like that whole song with Drake as well. Don't make me laugh. Drake Terrifying. is a character. Oh, I just I can't with these characters. Like it's I I don't understand why I love this movie so much as a kid. Like I, I genuinely now that I look, the songs at it, aren't even that good. The songs make no sense. Like they really feel like they were forced in there because it was like, oh well, kids' movies need songs, right? Yeah. yeah well, let's just half ass these fucking weird songs that we'll put into this thing. I mean, even the opening song about the perfect pebble <laughs> is exhausting. So by the time yep. like that song's over and we finally get into the story with some British woman narrating poorly, mm-hmm. of course. At by that point, you're already like, Jesus Christ, how much longer is this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels so much longer so than it is. So long. Because it's actually quite relatively short. It's like 120, not even, mm-hmm. I think. And it's just like, but it it just, it goes on for eons because there's there's just no pacing in the chaos. Mm-mm. It's somehow just, we're going from scene to scene that makes no sense. Yeah. And we come to the end and everything's fine. Somehow. There's no character development from anyone. Hubie no. loves Marina and wants to be with her, or he thinks he does. I don't know. Who can <laughs> say what's going on with that guy? They're separated by time and distance. He makes a friend who he irritates the shit out of the whole way. And gets lies back, too. And then, like, ends up with his love. So the only thing that was really standing between them was distance. Mm. Not, like, he didn't grow as a person. I guess you could maybe argue that he got a little bit braver to fight Drake at the end. Yeah, but... he learned to fight. Violence was the answer. <laughs> and then at the end, they try and shove, like, this moral in where they're like, um, true love conquers all. And it's like, not really. He just got obscenely lucky several times. Yeah. For reals. Like, this guy should have died a very long time ago. But every... There were so many deus ex machinae. Like, it just happened that yeah. he survived everything. I mean, the fact that Drake dies at the end is... it's Okay, first of all, that's the weirdest fucking scene of all time. Because he gets thrown down his lair. Uh-huh. And it's like, implies that he's died. And then he comes back up and then they crush him to death with his lair. And it's just like, but... But why go to this level for a kid's movie? I just, I Can't don't understand. Can't he learn the error of his ways? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's all... Okay, we need to talk redeeming factors. Because we have, we have now bashed on this movie because it's well-deserved. Is there anything that you actually liked about this movie? I liked Jim Belushi in this as the grumpy friend. He was, mm-hmm. he did, he tried to make the characters as interesting as he possibly could. Obviously, yeah. always a big fan of Tim Curry when he plays a villain. He's so good at it. Oh, yeah. The best. And and it was interesting to hear his voice in this as well. Um, because, you know, in, in terms of, like, it's Jim Jim Belushi and him who are, like, the stars mm. who are carrying this movie forward. Pretty much. And, and, yeah, it's just it's just really fun to see um, um, Tim Curry as, like, this big, buff, <laughs> macho penguin uh, wearing a cape. Um, and, and that's just like, yeah, that's fun. That's, that's interesting. Um, apart from like the chaos of it all, I did enjoy the drawing. Like the animation was pretty, pretty good. 
Um, I'm talking like for the the orcas and the and the seals mm. and and sure, that kind sure, of sure, thing. Sure, sure, sure. Definitely not Hubie. You you've made a very good point that he is so Just creepy. The strangest character design choices I have ever seen. <laughs> It Marina makes sense why this movie has a rose yeah. on the back of her head. I suppose it's, repre- it's supposed to represent that she's got like a bun in her hair or something. Mm. But like, yeah. where is she getting a rose in Antarctica? That's surviving that long. Like everything what? about their dresses makes no sense because she's got like the the choker, choker as well. Yeah. Like, which I mean, maybe that's just a commentary on what we're doing to the planet and you know <laughs> killing everything with plastics. But that's also fucking depressing. And and Hubie's got a hat and a scarf. He's a penguin. Yeah. Those are the guys who don't need that kind of stuff. I don't <laughs> I don't get that. And then the penguin the rules of penguin society are so <laughs> baffling because they're like, okay, you have to give the pebble, but you can only give it on this specific day for like a mating ritual, which already. Mm. Uh. And then if you don't choose a mate as a, a lady penguin, you get banished. And I understand this movie was trying to introduce <laughs> yeah. some tension and a time limit, right? <laughs> Yeah. But it was just so bizarre. I was like, okay, so if, <laughs> if she's unhappy with the choices presented to her, which seem mm-hmm. very slim. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, fuck off. That's a great survival mechanism for penguins. Let's banish the fertile females. It's it's always, it's it's what you do to keep a society and a, and a species going is just banish the good yeah. ones who, who have makers. thought a little bit about yeah. mating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just tell them to go away although let's be fair the banishment group the crew who are banished are going to be way healthier and like just like a really thriving society because they get to choose the mates that they actually want to be with but it seems like they only do it to women like there's no thing Mm. where it's like oh if a guy gets rejected he's banished too so the (laughs) stakes are immediately much higher for women in the society to settle than it is for men to i don't know improve themselves be nicer be less rapey simone like you were literally describing everything everywhere all the time (laughs) in real life like Like this, this movie is actually a really good, true reflection of how <laughs> awful society is. And who knew? Who knew? I mean, I think if if my parents had been a bit more cognizant and like the time was different and everything, yeah. like if if they had seen me watching this and wanting to watch this on repeat, mm-hmm. which I apparently did, if I was a parent, I'd just be like, no, no, mm-hmm. absolutely not, definitely not, never, never this movie ever. No, no, no. Weird times. So, scene that could have saved it. If there is, it's impossible to do one thing that could have saved this movie, but... Maybe there's, like, some growth where Drake learns that, like, like, he doesn't really like Marina, or, like, maybe it's not... You can't force someone to want to be with you, and if you do, that's bad. And, I don't know, they just kill him off, and... They need some sort of redemption arc somewhere because there's not a lot of redeeming <laughs> stuff about this movie. Maybe Marina's like, oh, you know what? I don't need a man at all. That would Fuck actually be pretty you. perfect. Yeah, Hubie, that would be really weird. That. Drake, you're such an asshole. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, and she actually wants to be exiled because she just yeah. cannot be dealing with these people anymore. Exactly. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, comes to the end. She sees how much Hubie's being a dick for fighting, which she loved about the fact of him in the beginning, like that he is such a pacifist. And now he's like a big fighter. And she's just like, no, I hate who you have become. awful. So no, exile for me. Good point. I like that. And then she like swims up to Cape Town beaches and just chills and has a great time. 
meets yeah. a nice Capetonian boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be lovely. Or like a, you know, a, a, a wonderful Capetonian woman and then or, they just, you know, you know live as, you, you know, she's progressive. She's just living her best life. I'm not judging. They yeah. adopt a little abandoned penguin. <gasps> That's the story I want to yeah. see. Yeah. What's your scene? That's nice. <laughs> that it sounds like the perfect movie um i don't know i just like i agree there's just uh, there's no hope for this movie i want to see everyone die in that scene where uh drake's castle mm. lair just crumbles to the ground everyone dies it's all very sad or even just like hubie gets sold off to a to a yeah. zoo and has to think about what he's done you know, it would also be yeah. nice if the pebble played any role at all. It's just this thing yes. that the stars send down. Um, and he can apparently see Marina through it at some point. That's never explained or mentioned again. Um, yeah, it's and then a clairvoyant. And he just carries this kind of pretty rock around until the end. And that's when she goes like, oh, it was never about the pebble. It was about the penguin. And it's yeah. like, well, for fuck's sake, I've just traveled Lady... 3,000 miles. <laughs> It's it's like if someone gives you an engagement ring. And yeah, of course, it's not about the ring. It's about the guy giving mm. it to you. But he still probably put a lot of effort and money into it. The least you could do. Yeah, just appreciate this yeah, fucking like, beautiful penguin. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. Pebble. Not like, well, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> it, would, it would hurt. It would sting. Mm. But again, because Hubie is a serial killer, he has no feeling about it. <laughs> Marina, Lord. blink twice if you need help. <laughs> This is my girl. <laughs> oh, that was accurate. Yeah, it's real creepy. So if you listeners have never seen this movie before, don't. Just Mm-mm. just don't Give do it, it guys. Yeah, this is this was a mistake of a movie yeah. and I'm 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 sad that I watched it because it kind of ruins that place in my childhood, but I'm also yeah. glad that I watched it again so I can be like, oh, like if I'm out in public I can, and, and someone mentions it, I can be like, no, this film is terrible instead of, oh, I remember that. What a great film. So I'm assuming you're not going to watch it again. God, no. I didn't even want to finish watching it the first time. I was like, how much of this can I get away with not actually looking at? <laughs> um, and the answer was nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things I can imagine... It just burns into your mind, just constantly. You can never unsee that. Well, also being so fantastically unmemorable. Yes, yes, good point. It's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Mm. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. 
So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Let's let's do some Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm, oh, mm, I love it. Mm. It's so good. Yes, let's uh let's clean cl- cleanse our palates, shall we? Yes, please explain this plot line because just oh all you need to know is that if you're in a tight spot, Simone, you just need a backflip out of it. If you need Always. to get somewhere in a hurry, don't run, backflip. It's it's the it's the most economical form of travel. Your Everyone friend knows this. ten meters away is injured and you need to check on them. Backflip. Back it. Flip that shit. All right, here we go. The Mighty Morphing Power Rangers are here in their first ever full length motion picture production. Just in case you've been living under a rock for the last thirty years, the Power Rangers are a group of teens with attitude, employed by a giant floating head called Zordon. <laughs> Zordon bestows these teens with super fighting powers, as uh, and as well as incredible technology called called Zords, which are giant transforming robots which help them fight bad guys. The Power Rangers also take on animal or dinosaur personas depending on the series. So for this movie, you have Billy, the Blue Ranger, played by David Yost, who takes on the persona of the Triceratops. Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, played by Amy jo- jo Johnson, whose persona is the Pterodactyl. Adam, the Black Ranger, played by Johnny Young Bosch, who is the Mastodon. Aisha, the Yellow Ranger, played by Karen Ashley, who is the Sabertooth Tiger. Rocky, the Red Ranger, played by Steve Cardenas, who is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then you have the leader, Tommy, the White Ranger, played by Jason David Franks, whose persona is the White, ti- uh, the White Tiger. The Power Rangers are just about uh, are just going about their lives in Angel Grove when one day on the building site these construction workers uncover this giant purple egg. At that moment, the Power Rangers are called to Zordon's base where he tells them that the egg contains a great evil, Ivan Ooze, played by Paul Freeman. Ivan Ooze was trapped in that egg over 6000 years ago by Zordon because Ooze was an evil murderer who wanted to enslave the whole universe. Now, Zordon wants the Power Rangers to secure the egg so that it can never be opened. Unfortunately, Rita Repulsa, played by Julia Cortez, and Lord Zed, played by Mark Ginther, teleport to Earth to free Ivan from the egg so that they can continue on their long reign of terror. As soon as Ivan is free, he basically betrays Rita and Zed, locking them in a snow globe. The Power Rangers return to the egg, see that Ooze is free, and start panicking. That's when Ooze shows up, and they have a massive battle between the Power Rangers and some of Ooze's goons. While the Rangers are distracted, Ooze goes to Zordon's lair and basically kills him. With Zordon in such a weak position, on the brink of death, the Power Rangers no longer have their powers. They are, their only hope now is for Alpha 5, Zordon's helpful robot assistant, played by Peter Marie Rickson, to send the Rangers to a distant planet to try and acquire the Great Power. This is an ancient power which, may have t- uh, which many have tried to obtain, but none have. This is Earth's last hope against Ooze. While the rangers are on the distant planet, Ooze brainwashes all of Angel Grove's parents to work for him, building a massive Ooze factory and also excavating some humongous steel robot monsters that Ooze will use to take over the world. Back on the distant planets, uh, the rangers run into Dulcia, played by Gabriel Gabriel Fitzpatrick, who is this Xena warrior princess type character who helps the Power Rangers get the great power. Once transformed, the Power Rangers take on their new animal personas and head back to Earth to kick Ivan Ooze's butt. 
Back on Ooze, uh, back on Ooze, back on Earth, they face off against Ooze and his giant evil robot monsters, and with the help of their new Zords, they defeat him, essentially blowing him up in space. Angel Grove and the world is safe. The end. <sighs> the end. Chad, what is your cliffhanger? I'm desperate to hear what you chose. So it has to be this one. Agile Kimberly, light as a feather, you are the crane. Adam? Adam, what's wrong? I'm a frog. <laughs> yes, a frog. Like the one you kissed to get a handsome prince. <laughs> and you, Tommy, are the falcon. Winged lord of the skies. <laughs> and like, they're all trying to explain it. And he's yes! fucking pissed off that he's a frog. And and old Dulcia is like, even the frog needs a good kiss to become a prince. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything Power she Rangers? She nice things about everybody else. So this guy's <laughs> like, oh, I'm a frog. And she could be like, oh, you know. um, The athletic. noble frog. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky, I guess. Um, <laughs> anything. And she's like, frogs turn into princes. And he's like, okay. It was so, I was like, this is the most savage thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so beautiful. Like, she was not prepared for that. And she had to improv it so hard. It was you beautiful. Could tell in her mind, she was like, oh shit, that is rotten luck, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> She's going over, like, she's going to all of them individually and, like, explaining their powers. And she yeah. sees, like, in her peripheral vision that he's a fucking frog. She's like, what the fuck am I going to say to this oh, dude? God. I'm so fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, I want to talk about the first thing, which is how this movie tries to paint off its racism, but somehow ends up just being as racist as the original, <laughs> which is just... Like, it's a new type of racism, which is always fun. Which incident are you referring to? Well, I mean, okay, so the original 93 Power Rangers uh, was just incredibly racist. You had the Black Ranger, who was a black man, who before he did any martial arts move, did a breakdance. You had the Yellow Ranger, who was Asian, who was really good at maths. And then, obviously, you have the Red Ranger, who is a white male as the leader. And, you know, it was just incredibly racist. And they were like, right, we can't do this for the full-length film. So what we'll do is we'll have the Black Lady being the yellow ranger because that's fine uh -huh. and then we'll have oh why don't we have the leader be a white power ranger and it's just like you missed you missed it guys yeah 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 you fucked it again yeah and then there's like <laughs> this character that's clearly modeled on like native peoples to this planet that they're <laughs> on <laughs> who is basically naked um mm -hmm. very spiritual and it's like it's almost like by making that character a white character it's somehow worse mm, definitely definitely uh and then obviously just the sheer levels of anti-semitism in this is just incredible anti uh, I mean... how are, how, i'm sorry i don't pick <laughs> up on this stuff where, where was it anti-semitic well you've got you've got alpha five who's just like ay, 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 and is this like ditzy thing and then ivan ooze who is just like the the principle of like the jewish stereotype being the evil character i did not pick um, that up at all but i'm not sensitive to these things so. <laughs> is alpha five jewish I, I think he's... I, I, <laughs> or is that just like a thing in your head? 
like, oh, I think it's the worrying geo stereotype in this robot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm looking a bit too into it just because I know like how racist Power Rangers traditionally is. Yeah. But it's just that is the stereotype of just like this worrying Jew, and they always say, ay, ay, ay. But also, now that you've said that, I really want Alpha 5 to be Jewish. And he's just like, <laughs> he's inviting Zordon and the Power Rangers over for, for, for Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah. And he's just he's just doing the blessings and everything. And it's just great. And everything's going wrong. And he's just like, ay, 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 my Kanadalach. Ay, 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 ay. And that's all I want now from now on is just Alpha 5 to be Jewish. Right. And you're pretty sure yeah. that Ivan Ooze was Jewish. Well, he he was anti-Semitic. Like, his character's very anti-Semitic. And I just feel like... Like, okay, so the, when he's okay. the wizard and he's got the things I'm and not the trying hair, to, like, just... challenge you here. I'm just... I'm genuinely no. trying to understand, like, what I missed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, the, there's also, like, a, a, a traditional sort of, like, stereotype with the, the hair when he's the wizard. He's the ooze mm. wizard. The hair is very sort of... Um, Pro, um, Nazi propaganda kind of sure. that kind of hairstyle and stuff and and so yeah I mean maybe they didn't mean it on purpose mm. but maybe they didn't just mean really to make him Ju- Jewy <laughs> <laughs> is that <laughs> do we have to cut that out no we can never cut that out because it's so <laughs> perfect and I mean if it, guys Simone is the most wonderful sort of egalitarian human being she would never ever do anything like that intentionally but please if you have not watched the YouTube videos yet, just go on to see her reaction to herself saying Jewy. Because it's it's like Christmas. I didn't like it early, as it came guys. out of my mouth. Perfect. <laughs> it was beautiful. It's like that scene in 30 Rock where Jack is dating Penelope Cruz and he's like, and she's like, What do I what do you call you? And she's like, Oh, Puerto Rican. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> no, that but what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, your thoughts on this movie, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I was wildly entertained by this movie. Mm-hmm. I laughed out loud so often that Rudy asked me what on earth I was watching that was so funny. The fight scenes are Mwah! chef's kiss perfection. Uh, Just yes. the flipping, the ridiculous, like, <laughs> gravity-defying, they're clearly on a wire stunts. Um, mm-hmm. The banter that they have to say every time they do a kick, and if there's a pun... It's an extra powerful kick. Uh, like, oh, oh yeah. see you next fall. And oh, it's so <laughs> much fun. And <laughs> I just, and I think this movie, because I also used to watch this on repeat as a kid. Oh, yeah. This movie really made me believe that if I was a cool kid in high school, I'd get to go rollerblading with all my friends. Yes. And we'd skydive more often. I didn't skydive in my childhood as much as I thought I would. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Power Rangers really ruined things for us because it Mm. made it seem like you were going to have this, like, totally tubular, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, renaissance in your teen years. Because if you were a teen with attitude, you just did things like skydiving. And it is. It's heartbreaking to know that all we kind of did was just, like, go drinking and stuff, like, illegally. Cried, you know. Yeah. Had undiagnosed anxiety that we just had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I love the idea of these teens just like, yeah, let's go skydiving. Could you imagine trying to get six of your friends to go skydiving with you? Even now, as an adult, yeah. like, the organization <laughs> alone would not be worth it. No, not even a little bit. But yeah, I think I think you're so right. It's it's the little quips. Like, you can get rid of the story. I don't mm. care. <laughs> but give me the give me the quips. Give me during that bird fight as well. Like, calling them bird brain and stuff like that. Just, oh, 
oh it's it's all perfect incredible in, the in, in those poor animation at the end like these are brand spanking newfound powers that they have with new spirit animals so like before if someone was a triceratops mm-hmm. now they're like a wolf or some shit yeah. um so apparently spirit animals are very interchangeable in the power rangers <laughs> universe um but they have, they have these new spirit animals and they immediately figure out that they can make a mech um, if they just, you know, say the right things and put the right swords together. Um, and then they immediately also yeah. know how to pilot these various um, ships that then transform into a mech. Mm-hmm. It's real fun. It's it's so cool. And, and I mean, I love it as well, like, because... It's it's so clear, like, some of the lines were really big afterthoughts, because, like, they form the mech, they, mm-hmm. they form their, their giant zord, and everyone's like, oh, right, cool, it's got blasters and shit, and then there's Kimberly who just goes, nice stereo, <laughs> and it's just, and it's just so out of character, and, like, you can just feel in the line when it's said that she just didn't believe in it, and she Mm-mm. just wasn't feeling it, and uh, it's, I love the Power Rangers, I just, I, I just love too. them, because it's just... They're, they're a group of teens who fit into their zones so well. They don't have these, like, complex personalities. The blue is the nerd. The red is the jock. And then you've got the special colours, which are your, your, your leaders, emerald and white. And then you've got the hot girl, who's always pink, because, you know, hot yeah. girls are pink. And it's just, it's just ridiculously fun from start to finish. You know, I think this week we really needed something where good is good, evil is evil. There's no mm-hmm. nuance. There's no <laughs> questioning it. Of course, these teenagers should be the ones to save the world. Of course, of course. Ivan Ooze is evil. He's made of ooze, you guys. <laughs> oh, man. His whole Parental rhyme scheme as well. I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> They're all having that party at the end. Yeah. And, like, I love that party as well, the kids' party, because you've got such an eclectic age range. You've got, like, 18-year-olds hanging out with six-year-olds. And it's like, what is this party? Like, very inclusive. Absolutely. It's very inclusive. Like, the buddy who saves all the parents, like, their little friend yeah. who saves all the parents, he's definitely not as old as Skull and Bulk, or whatever no. their names were, the two, like, goons. Yeah. And they're just, like, hanging out together, and everything's fine. And at the end, everyone's like, good job, bud! Like... You know, everyone's just friends, and it's, and at the it's end, a very cool they also cool tell them, society. they're like, oh, we hear you could be in line to become a Power Ranger one day. One day. And I'm like, what is the system here? Why Do you, you age out of it? kid something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they, they, they're like, <laughs> they finish high school realizing that they've done nothing with the last five years of yeah. their lives. And they're just like, and Zordon's like, well, I I can't help you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, it's creepy. Thanks for it's your weird. time. Yeah, it's it's an odd system. Um, yeah, especially because like they don't get paid, no. so it's sort of just like a, a weird internship that just gives them fun. no skills. But honestly, just really enjoyable too because like I, what my favorite part of the of the whole thing is when they're in their suits, um, every single movement is windswept. So like yeah. they'll raise an arm and it'll go, whoo, whoo, yeah. and it's just fantastic that your movements in the suits are so fast. And so powerful, even to just give a thumbs up, that you immediately just cause the wind to, to spread. It's yeah. just... I mean, there's not much more to say, really. I am I was thrilled watching this. Yeah. Is there anything that you particularly didn't like? I mean, I would have liked for Dulcia to have more clothes on, but yeah. the actress clearly worked out very hard. Her abs looked incredible. Like, she, she was, was wearing point. that outfit. Uh, such yeah. as it was. Um, but it just seemed very unnecessary. Like, she's supposed to be this, like, spiritual guide, and she looks like a bikini model. 
Yeah, it's it was it was a bit outrageous because you know she's on this island by herself. So I guess yeah. like you know you you would be sunbathing like all the time and stuff, um, and just and just working out. Um, but it is really weird. Like these teens show up and you're just like, oh hey guys, this is <laughs> this is my island and you're here for some reason and it's uh, we're all good and I am also can turn into an owl apparently. Just- they also like go like on a hike to get to the temple place thing where they do mm-hmm. the spirit journey vibe <laughs> again very appropriation-y but anyway um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do this like whole hike thing and the whole time she's in like her high-heeled boots and a bikini you don't want to change into some better gear dulcia yeah <laughs> yeah especially because like the power also or the great power also gave all of them like cloaks and hoods and stuff yeah very very actually covering clothes yeah, yeah, but uh, not for Dulcia. She's <laughs> naked. That's fine. That's that's okay. You know what? If I had a body like Dulcia's, <laughs> good point. Uh, I didn't like the fact that the uh, the leader had a ponytail. I um. You hated his ponytail. I hated his ponytail. I hated it so much. I, I there's just something about a man with a long ponytail that I just don't oh, trust. I didn't realize that you were so close-minded. Maybe I'm just a bit judgy, and maybe, you know what, I, I need to grow a little bit more. But I don't mind man buns, weirdly enough. I'm okay with the man bun. Right. I'm okay if you let it go long and fl- let it flow. Yeah. But as soon as you put it in a ponytail, oh, don't I mean, trust your pal. I mean, he's fighting. He's in, like, a suit with a helmet. A ponytail is one of the better options. Y- yes, or, alternatively, cut it off. Have a Have a short haircut. Wow. I really didn't yeah. know that this was, like, such a hot-button issue for you. It really is. Hairnet. That, that, there's another thing he could do. Hairnet. You'd hate, you would hate it <laughs> if the main protagonist had a hairnet on, Chad. Don't even start with me. I would love it if just like as he's doing it, like like everyone else has to go first with their little fucking Zord things and be like, Tyrannosaurus. And like while the ca- camera's on them, like doing their thing, he's just like in the background fishing out a hairnet, puts it on quickly. And then he does his one. He's like, White I don't want Tiger. to hold it for you guys. <laughs> You know what? It wasn't a problem for Kimberly. It wasn't a problem for Ashley. They let their hair flow. So why? Yeah, that's true. No. I'm I'm fine to be closed minded on I this. I just I just find it really funny that like yeah you're like yeah yeah anti-Semitism blah 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 <laughs> but the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I can excuse the racism. <laughs> Scene that could have saved this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just wish all the men had ponytails. <laughs> oh, how very dare you. How oh how dare you ruin it. You know everything. what? I'm gonna say it. again, I'm sorry, I don't know if this is offensive or not. I thought <laughs> Ivan Ooze was a very fun villain. I thought he was very sassy. I liked his no, little no. one-liners and his quips and how he was like the only person aware that these were children fighting him. <laughs> Like, these were babies that were somehow responsible for, like, defeating him. And he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it, it does feel very weird that they were just, like, he he, he does make a point to, of that. Like, it, wouldn't it make more sense to get, like, five to seven of the world's strongest people? Yeah. Like, I know CrossFit wasn't a thing back then, but, like, seven of the world's best CrossFitters with attitude. Because apparently attitude is what you need for this job. That's, like, or, the like, prerequisite. martial artists? <laughs> 
That even that's even better. I don't know why I went straight to CrossFit, but yeah, yeah, martial artists. <laughs> well, CrossFit actually makes you functional and fit, so <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your what's your uh, I was gonna say WAP, but uh, I don't know what their fucking thing is. What is they've got like a a mao? It's like a I don't know. Uh, CrossFit's weird, man. I'm sorry if any of our listeners are CrossFitters, but guys, just just work out. Stop telling people about it. I don't care. <laughs> I work out all the time. You know who I tell talk to about it? No one. And it's rightly great. so. Yeah, you're still fit, so it makes no difference. Yeah, look, it, it, just anyway. because he is an anti-Semitic <laughs> villain doesn't mean he's not fun. He's a super fun <laughs> villain. He, he rhymes. Don't I could quote look past me on that. The anti-Semitism, because <laughs> let's be honest, he is fun. <laughs> we are just painting ourselves into these corners. I'm so excited that we're doing this the week of the democratic win <laughs> that we're just like now like the whole time we've just been like fuck trump fuck right fuck racism yeah. and now we're just like yeah racism <laughs> the racism's okay <laughs> if the movie's fun <laughs> we're not bad people guys we swear it's been a week oh it has been a week um for me a scene that could have saved it i don't know maybe like a harder trial for them to get the power like all they do is like fight a single dinosaur skeleton yeah. And then they meet up with Dulcia, and then, like, that's it, and then they get the power. And I just kind of would have been, like, even if, like, one of them had to, you know, quote-unquote, like, sacrifice himself, but actually doesn't, yeah. then then that would have been cool. But, uh, yeah. just nothing. And I would have just liked a little bit harder for you to get your weird atom, a- animal totems. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, actually, instead of the ponytails, I, um... <laughs> I just, like, I felt like all of these characters were so interchangeable and replaceable. I truly knew nothing about any of them. So they could have gotten rid of at least one of the pointless fight scenes and introduced, like, a little Mm -hmm. bit. Who are they? Why do we care? Why are they Power Rangers? Do they like it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something. That's what I liked about the newer Power Rangers movie. There was depth. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only, like, one scene where you get, like, a little bit of a deep, meaningful yeah. conversation, and that's when um, Kimberly and and Tommy have their chat on the island, and he's just like, and she's just like, I just, I, I miss, I'm, I'm so scared for Zardon, and he, he yeah. and then Tommy's just like, I want to have sex with you, so that's why I care. <laughs> You'll get over it. You'll get over it. What, I, I, I do feel sorry for the Red Ranger, because obviously he's traditionally the leader, and yeah. then as soon as you bring in the White Ranger, like, his power is usurped. And that just, like, if I was the former leader, I would be pretty pretty miffed yeah. if, the, if this random rogue Power Ranger came in and was like, it's my show now. I'd be pretty miffed. I mean, you definitely have to fight it out for dominance. Yeah. I, I would love to out. see that fight as well. Yeah, backflip it out. But I would love to see that as well because it would just be great because the Red Ranger's, like, got to fight the White Ranger. And then, like, Kimberly comes in and she's like, oh, can I fight for leadership? And they're like... N- n- what? Oh, honey! No! Oh, no! No! Girl no! Girl can't no. lead the Power Rangers. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on! Come on! Get out of here! Go away! <laughs> so, would you watch this again? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> Very specific circumstances, but I don't know. Sometimes you do just need something really silly to take your brain mm. out. Don't think too hard about the racism. No. And have a good time. Maybe I'd watch the newer Power Rangers, like, try and mm-hmm. be a little more woke about it. But, like, <laughs> also, like, no one's watching this for the social content. It's all about the ridiculous no. fight scenes. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it, it, it's just those one-liners and the ridiculous fight scenes that do make this film mm-hmm. what it is and how, how special it yeah. is. 
to to us all. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's it's got to be very special circumstances. Maybe like you're throwing a Power Rangers party. Like you got all your friends you're around. They five dress years up. Old again. <laughs> I don't appreciate your snack. I really don't. <laughs> uh, what Power Ranger did you want to be when you were a kid? What was your favorite? Blue. I was never. I was never like the the red leader. I was always like the nerdy one who was just on the Power Rangers <laughs> oh, because so they needed sweet. another guy. Yeah. How about you? What what, what I mean, was it your always Power had Ranger? to be pink, right? Yeah, I'm, unfortunately. Like, you I didn't have many options, girl. did you? You had to do pink. Yeah, you didn't get many options back then. But you could be whatever ranger you want now. I guess. I'd probably be yellow just because I do actually wear a lot of yellow in my day-to-day life, so it would really work oh. out suit-wise, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. At least you'd be always color-coordinated, which is exactly. important. Exactly, and apparently yeah. that's one of the prerequisites. Of course, yes. Um, what I do love about the newer Rangers, obviously haven't watched a single one, is just the names. I mean, I texted you these names earlier this week, and it's and it's honestly just like what you would assume, like you would either give the name to like a Kawasaki car or potentially an energy drink, because yeah. it's like Power Rangers Dino Force Plus. Power Rangers, Mega Ninja Dino Squad, and it's it's great. Just take four buzzwords, chuck them in. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, love it. <sighs> love Power Rangers. Well, thank you for diving into my childhood with me. You're welcome. This is uh, yeah, this has been a chaotic week. I feel <laughs> with with what we've had to watch. So, Simone, what are we gonna do next week? You know, I think we can more or less declare 2020 is, like, done now, right? Like, the U.S. election is finally fucking over. Um, yes. We're heading into Christmas. I think next week we'll have to start recording Christmas episodes, if I'm correct. Yes. I think it might be a week too early. But okay. I think I think we're, 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 we're got, close. We've got one more week, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so this episode's coming out then. And then next week's episode is going to come out... Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Squarely on December oh 1st. So, okay. So this is our last oh, episode. My God. So this is our last episode before we go into Christmas. And you know what? Because we're wrapping it up, we're just going to do some failed movies of 2020. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, this year has been hard enough for all of us. Let's look back on the horrible times mm. and just say, just I don't know laugh. her. Yeah, and then we can slide into 2021's DMs yeah. like that drunk, drunk guy on, on, on New Year's. <laughs> so so we are going to be doing Doolittle, uh, the 2020 wonderful uh, Robert Downey Jr. film, <laughs> and uh, Irres- Irresistible. Irresistible. I thought so. I wanted to say yeah. Irresponsible, which I guess was yeah. the creation of this movie. Irresistible, also the irresponsible. Uh, Steve Carell movie about elections during an election year is bold. Yeah, so... Very, very bold. Um, but I guess apropos for, for what uh, for what it was. So yeah. so we'll see what happens. Yeah, this will be exciting. Um, what is your optimistic thing for this week? Because it has been a week. You know what? I'm going to say I'm very happy for America. I know that this is yeah. not like a complete fix or anything. Nope. But I am personally very happy. I will not have to keep reading Trump tweets as news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can just go back to being this sad little man that we all are able to ignore. It's so nice to, to finally be free of that kind of really tentious, uh, ten, uh, tension-building yeah. yeah. couple of four so, years. I, America, yeah. I'm stoked for you. Very excited yeah. for you. I know that there's still a long road ahead for you guys, but, like, mm. 
God, at least it's not bad. At least, you know, <laughs> the long road isn't on fire yeah. anymore. Exactly. Like, the amount of people, and, and this is also my optimistic thing for the week, is, is the fact that, you know, Biden won the election as well. And it's just it's just the sheer amount of, like, American friends of mine who I see who are just so happy and, yeah. and tearful and just, like, living in this wonderful moment because we need to, we definitely need to take it for what it is and it... And, and yeah, like you said, there is a long road ahead of them, but also let's just enjoy this moment that, you know, in a horrible fucking year, over a horrible four-year yeah. period where fascism has been allowed to just consume us, yeah. to know that all, all hope is not lost, that there is still some good in the world, and, you know, 51% apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like... Fuck, that's awesome, guys, yeah. and and yeah, may 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 it change a lot of things all over the world as well. Be the start of new, a new revolution. Yes. Well, thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you are American listeners, we hope you're not too hungover from the celebrations from election week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to the rest of our listeners, you know, I hope this has inspired you to realize that there is still hope out there and that through even our little, tiny little optimistic podcast, there is joy to be found in the strangest of places. And if you want to tell us about those joyous events that you found in your strangest of places, please do let us know. And where can the people do that, Simone? They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Motors Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Motors MP. They can email us at Fresh Motors Podcast at gmail.com. They can come hang out with us on the Robots Radio Discord. They can check out our website at the link below. And guys, Black Lives Still Matter, so we've got a bunch of links mm. where you can help out uh, there, even if you don't have any money. There you go, guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.